morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. More often than not in Wyoming, the winner of the primary election is the winner of the race. But this year, there are a number of races in which independent candidates have filed and there are active write-in campaigns the most prominent of which happens to be for Wyoming's governor. A write-in campaign is a long shot at best. In the primary election, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon received 101,092 votes to Brent Behan's 48,549, and there were roughly 14,000 votes for two other candidates in the race. Even if every single person who voted for Rex Rammel or James Quick switched over and wrote in Brent Behan, that would still leave Behan with a deficit of 38,445 votes, a huge margin. Generally speaking, I'm totally against independent candidates and write-in candidates, and the reason for that is the voters have spoken, and who are we to question the will of the electorate? Secondly, if you're a Republican, it doesn't speak very highly of your values. If you register for another party just so you can win an election, that, by definition, would make you a redcoat. There are exceptions to every rule, however, and this year seems to be a little bit different. There was a tremendous amount of people that crossed over from the Democrat Party to vote in the primary election for Cricket's Cheney. It didn't do her any good, but in any case, it still happened, and certainly... If you're a Democrat and you crossed over to vote in the Republican primary, you're probably not going to vote for a conservative candidate down ballot. And now the Democrat Party is in danger of losing its major party status. So the question is, how many people crossed over from the Democrat Party and how many of those will spread their two left wings and fly back to where they came from to vote in the general election? To get a handle on all of this, I thought we'd talk to my friend Cheryl Aguiar, who is spearheading the write-in campaign for Brent Behan for Wyoming's governor. Here's our conversation. Joining me via Zoom is Cheryl Aguiar. Cheryl is one of the principal people in charge of the campaign to write in Brent Behan for Wyoming governor. And Cheryl also happens to be one of the sponsors of Cowboy State Politics. She owns the Wing It Food Truck, a business that I am eternally enamored with. And not just because they they help pay the bills, because they have really good food. Cheryl also runs an election integrity site called Election Integrity County by County. So Cheryl, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to have a conversation concerning this write-in campaign for Brent Bean. And I guess my first question is, let's just put it all out in the open. Does Brent have anything to do with this whatsoever? No, he has nothing to do with the campaign itself. I mean, by definition, he is the person we, the people, would like to see as the governor of Wyoming. So I guess that part, you could say he has something to do with it if he wins. But as far as the campaign itself, not at all. No money goes from him. No money's come from him. 
Um, no, he has made no, you know, marketing ads or any, or we even took over his Facebook page and made our own Facebook page, our own YouTube page, our own Rumble and all that stuff. He has, he, he is kind of erased from the campaign. Yeah. And I've even, I've even heard him say that, you know, of course, you know, if, if a write-in campaign were successful, that he would, of course, he would serve. But as like you say, as far as campaigning, um, you know, actively, that's a no, right? That is an absolute no. Okay, so that out of the way, why don't you take a few minutes and just remind our listeners who you are? Okay, I'm my I'm uh, Cheryl Aguiar. I am a uh, I work very hard in the GOP. I am a state committee woman from Hot Springs County that has nothing to do with this campaign, but I am a strong conservative. I'm kind of one of those people who, if I think something's wrong, I don't just sit there and complain about it on Facebook, although I do that too. I actually get up and think that it's my duty as a patriot to step in and do something. How this all started was I went downtown Thermopolis and I was taking down my Brent Bien sign and I got all the way home and I was mad about it. Like, oh man, this is not what should, what should have been. I don't think we can do four more years of Mark Gordon. I got home, pulled it out of my truck, pulled it over the garage, got out a can of orange spray paint and wrote right in on it. Put it back in the truck, went back up to Thermopolis, put it right up where it was and said, there. That's how I feel about it. took a picture and posted it to Facebook and it just went wild from there. Okay. So there's lots of questions surrounding write-in candidates. I mean, I guess the first one would be, is it legal? It, it is. It's legal to, according in Wyoming and, you know, nationally, of course, for the people or any person, any voter, any citizen, any duly registered citizen to, to write in anybody they feel like writing in. That is 100% legal. Is it legal for a candidate to run? Um, since he is not running, then there doesn't seem to be a problem with that. We do in this state have, um, in 1973, we, among many other states, adopted something called a sore loser law. And in looking that sore loser law up, again, we're 100% legal. According to stat our statutes in the Wyoming statute, section 22 that deals with elections, if you look it up, you will see that if a person runs, was on a primary ballot and they run again, if, they're, if they petition to run as an independent, small I, um, they, that is illegal, but he has not petitioned to run as a small I independent candidate. He has, really has nothing to do with this. This is the people saying, you know what? This isn't the way it should have been. This isn't the way we want it to be. We're gonna to fight to the bitter end to get things the way they should be and not just complain about it. And so we are. Okay, so aren't you afraid of, you know, perception of that sour grapes type of thing that you alluded to? That isn't what it's about. It isn't about a sour grapes. It's about doing what's right for Wyoming. And, and Mark Gordon is not right for Wyoming. Mark Gordon is a climate cultist. He, he has brought, made deals with basically really bad people such as Bill Gates. He is trying to change this state into something that I don't think most of us want it to be. He has no 
he, he doesn't help with the federal overreach. As a matter of fact, he, he makes it easier for federal overreach. And I just don't think we can handle four more years, especially now he's going to be lame ducking it. And he pretty much doesn't really care what, or he won't have to care about getting reelected. So he's going to probably double, double down on his Democrat ways. Well, I mean, Mark Gordon is definitely not a conservative. I mean, the most recent thing I got from him was that he signed some sort of uh, conservation pact. And I mean, that's that's a big boondoggle there. Um, you know, you convince yeah. people to turn part of their property into, you know, a conservation easement, and then they end up having to abide by all sorts of other regulations. And so, you know, I mean, in a way, they're they're signing away their, their personal property rights. You know, so I don't think there's any way that we could call Mark Gordon a conservative. Why don't you tell me how you guys are are mounting this campaign i mean what's involved in it i did I, when i started this i thought you know i can't do this by myself and not even remotely so i need to sort of build an army right or, or a huge statewide team and i i thought i'm not going to do what brent already did you know why don't we do some stuff that we have that he hasn't done so i put together a and i have done this before for other for another campaign long ago uh, but anyway I put together like a packet of instructions you know scripts and phone phone lists you know how to how to get your voter walking registry list from your county clerk you know images you can use of like business cards or, or so on and so forth and I sort of went out and looked looked at Brent's friend list believe it or not on Facebook and kind of tried to find people from different counties and, and just set out like that. And I ended up with what I call, we have county captains and they are sort of the support for their precinct captains and they find their precinct captains and the precinct captains have certain things that they do. And, you know, I, I mean, I could go through all that stuff, but I'm not sure you want to get into all that, but, but basically we have a plan and it is, hope you know better in some counties and others some are jumping in and really going at it and some are doing some things and some are doing nothing so we you know it's it's not like man if i had every county putting in the little bit of time it would take to to do at least part of the project he would win come november 8th there's no question about it and he still may we've had people donate money for billboards we've had people donating money for not nobody's donating it i guess each one of these county captains goes well i'll pay for that or i'll pay for that or i'll pay for that and so there's there's no fund there's nothing like that there's no pack there's no financial organization whatsoever it's just people hey i'll I'll print off a hundred copies of that, or I'll order business cards or I will buy a billboard or, or whatever. It's that's how it's working. It truly is a major undertaking by the people in this state who, who've had enough and any win or lose, we will look in the mirror November 9th and we will say, we did everything we could. We fought. And that's and that won't be the end. If Mark Gordon wins, then we hold his feet to the fire and we still go after him with with different legislature, different things he should or shouldn't be doing. But this isn't a revenge vote. This is this is a real vote. This is 
This isn't, oh, I'm getting back at you, Mark Gordon. No, I said, we don't want you, Mark Gordon. There's a better candidate and, and he's still in play. He's, he was not nominated in the primary to go forward, but he hasn't lost the election. So there's, there's a number of campaigns that I guess we could call them campaigns. Well, write in, write in efforts across the state, as well as a number of different independent candidates and candidates running for third, you know, running for third party um, or with third parties, not exactly sure how we should put that. Um, so just because I have you on the phone, what's your take on the dramatic increase we've seen in third party activity in the state? I'm glad you asked that, actually. I, you know, when I first started doing this, I thought, first of all, you know, he, wait a minute, he lost by quite a bit, right? He had like 49,000 some votes and, 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 and I, and I am answering your question. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm not, but I will. But, and then, you know, Mark Gordon got 101,000. So I, I, I'm, I am a PhD. I have training in looking up research and digging things out and finding the truth of things. So I went out and tried to find the truth of things. And so I asked the secretary of state for a statewide summary, Wyoming voter registration by county for, from September 1st of 2022 and July 1st of 2022. So in other words, how did our parties switch or change by um, in over the primary, right? You know, July to September. So there. Okay. So basically that there's two aspects and I'll, I'll go one at one. We had a lot of crossover voting Two, We had some, I think we had a, a tremendous amount of uninformed voters. So one crossover two, a tremendous amount of um, uninformed voters. And I will explain those numbers to you right now. So in the month, in that one month over the primary for crossover voting, the Republican Party gained 34,719 members. That's a lot. The Democratic Party lost 13,014. Unaffiliates lost 8,059. Now, the Secretary of State's office did a very detailed report on these numbers in 2018, when the last time we had a gubernatorial uh, election. And the unaffiliates, almost almost every one of them switched to Republican, whatever that means. And they, and they voted for the Republican candidate. So that means that they, they're kind of crossover voters as well. So let's say we had, if you add those two up, we have 21,721 left those two parties. One way or another, I mean, back and forth or- Exactly, whichever, whatever happened. I doubt they voted for the Democrat because we only had 4.6% of our voters in the 2022 primary vote for the Democrat, correct? Uh, that sounds okay. right. I don't have the figures in front of me. All right. So as far as what I could see is that in my mind, I said to myself, okay, Mark Gordon's going to lose 22,000 or at least 13,000, the Democrats, votes come for the general. How, why do I think that? Well, one thing is the Democratic Party had their uh, quarterly meeting here in Thermopolis and our Thermopolis Independent Record reported on some of the findings there. And it turns out that they were issued a letter of sort of warning from the Secretary of State that said, if you do not have 
if you do, if your Democrat candidate does not have at least 10% of the vote come November 8th, because they were only like 4.6 in the primary, right. you will lose status as a major political party in this state and all the things that go with that. So that tells me that they have to. As a matter of fact, in the Thermopolis record, they actually, one of the things they, they are sending out to all their members is a flyer to switch back, seriously, to this switch back to, so they're morally bereft. Um, so they to switch back to um, their the Democrat party and to vote for the Democrat come, you know, November, right? So he's going to lose those 13,000 votes. I'm, I'm being conservative here. Um, they, 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 they won't go to Brent, but the, he will lose them. Mark Gordon, right? And they will go to Teresa Livingston, who's running as a Democrat. So then we, you know, what happens with the 8,000 unaffiliated? I have no idea. Then, so there, we still have a difference there. Like I said before, 35,000 some Republicans, they, we gain 35,000 some Republicans. And only 22,000 left of those two parties. So what, who are those 13,000 people? Who are those 50,000 some people who voted in this primary? Actually, it's more 70,000 because we had 185,000 who voted in this primary compared to the 2022 primary. Who are those people? Because we normally have about 100,000 people. We had 185,000 this time. I would argue they're mega. And, and the reason I say that is a whole bunch of people voted for Harriet Hageman and she beat Liz Cheney. So to me, it was, you know, these people, they're listening to Fox News 24-7. They're not listening to real news like yours, David. <laughs> no, I'm serious, you know, and, and, and other sources that, you know, tell the real story. They're listening. All they hear is cowboy state politics or Fox News. It says the whole thing is about Liz Cheney and Harriet Hageman. So we had this huge national public race between these two women and they got off their couch, they shut off the remote, they went down to the voting booth and they voted in the primary, which they don't normally do. And who did they vote for? They voted for Harriet Hageman because we have more Republicans in this state. And then they got down to the next box and it said governor. And they're like, hmm. I didn't know there was a gubernator. <laughs> then, then they get down to the next one, mayor. I don't know who our mayor is. Senator, you know, a rep, House of Rep, you know, re, your representative. Geez, I don't know. I saw more signs for this guy, you know. And and so when I started going around the state, so anyway, that's my argument is that we had a huge amount of crossover voters, and and Mark Gordon will lose those, and we also had a whole bunch of uninformed voters who just really didn't, I think it's Rush Limbaugh's, isn't that his statement or his Low information voters. Low information, thank you, I always screwed that up. Low information voters that kind of screwed up our down ballot in many of the counties. And, and as to the write-ins all over the place, as I went around the state asking questions, you know, asking, trying to recruit captains and, and workers and things like that, I kept hearing it from so many counties. Oh yeah, you know, we're doing a writing campaign for so-and-so. Oh yeah, we're doing a writing campaign for this sheriff. Oh yeah, we're doing a writing campaign for, for, for you know, this commissioner or, you know, it was just constant. And, and I, I don't have the exact number, but it's like eight or nine that I, that if I can remember right, counties out of 23. And I'm like, holy cow. 
And so it really verified in my brain that it, that might even be worse than my numbers can give me that we had some down ballot misinformation or no information, or as Rush would say, low information effects. And will that help Brent? I don't know. That's my job is to make sure that I get messages out there that, hey, if you're not satisfied with what Mark Gordon's been doing, if you weren't happy with how he treat, he, he you know, shut us down and, and then, and then lies and stands there and says, Oh, I never shut you down. It's like, really? Right. That's, you know, right. I mean, how can you even say that? That's such a lie. Jeez. I, I, I marched on the Capitol twice over that, over your nut shutting us down. We'll get back to the program in just a second, but first a completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. The preeminent meteorologist, Don Day, says that later this afternoon, that white crap is going to start flying around. And here you are with all of your toys, your boat, your motorcycle, your four-wheelers outside in the back pasture. Now, if you would have listened to me, you could have had a building built by Morton Buildings that you could put all of those fun toys in for the winter. But now... They're going to be living in a snowbank for the next nine months. If you don't want that to happen, you should call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So if you don't want all of those fun and expensive toys to be covered with all of that white stuff, then give them a call. 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. This segment of the program is also brought to you by New Trend Hats. They offer a wide variety of hats for both men and women, and right now they have a huge selection of winter hats. If you're like me, and you can't stand it when the tips of your ears feel like an ice cube, then go to newtrendhats.com and see what they have to offer. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Crickets Cheney and you have no idea why Wyoming citizens didn't vote for you, well, you can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and I'll show you every reason why you just should have stayed at home in Virginia. New episodes of the program are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And also, don't forget about the Thursday live program. It starts every Thursday at 10 a.m. You can find a link to that show on the website or at the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now, back to the program. feelings about this whole topic okay. i'll tell you why i have no problem whatsoever with people writing in a candidate that didn't win in the uh, in the primary election i don't have a problem with that at all 
Um, I do have a problem with you know the all of these folks that have registered as independents, which is which is a different situation than you know Brent Bean. And take for example Todd Peterson. He's filed to run as an independent um, against Scott Smith, the Republican nominee in uh, Goshen County. And there was an article that he was at, at the very least quoted in. He may have wrote the whole thing in their paper. And he said, well, you know, the reason I didn't file is, you know, I, I thought we were represented pretty well by red coat Shelley Duncan. You know, so essentially what he's saying is he disagrees with the choice of the voters. And mm -hmm. so he's going to run just himself and, you know, correct things or whatever. But I think that, and here's here's how that translates into a write-in campaign, for me anyway. We could make a pretty strong argument that voters chose during the primary. I mean, how, how do you counter that one, Cheryl? I think I just did, actually. Okay. I, they, who, who voted? I, you know, first, Democrats voted for us and moderates, who are typically the unaffiliated. And I believe they swayed it hugely. And I also think there were a the whole uh, publicness of the Liz Cheney, Harriet Hageman uh, campaign brought out people who really didn't pay it, didn't have a clue about any other races on the ballot. And they probably shouldn't have voted. Well, certainly if the, if the numbers work out like, like you're thinking, I mean, the governor's race will be um, a lot closer. So it was like 50,000 to what, 100 and, 111 or something like that? Uh, 101. 101, okay. So yeah, I mean, if, if all your numbers work out right, you know, it could potentially be you know, a pretty close race. So one more question for you. Uh, last time I saw you, we were at the Republican Central Committee meeting over in Riverton. The Republican Party chose not to recognize independent candidates as Republicans. Right. Talk to me your, about your feelings on that one. You know, I, I will say that there, there is a one, there are some independents, you know, this is my right to, there is a independent. It's not, I can't vote for that particular person. There is an independent that I feel is a, a better choice than the Republican who is on that ballot. So, you know, again, do I vote straight ticket? Usually, but there might be a, an occasion where I might not. But I will say that one thing about Brent, it, had he chosen to switch parties and go independent, I, I, I will tell you right now, I probably won't, no, 100% would not be doing this. I want, I believe people should, you know, be who you are. You know, even, you know, you think of candidates, I'll give a really bad example here. I met Rick Santorum in Colorado many years ago. I'm sorry. And I know, right? And I actually told him he was vile to his face, but, but I, he is who he is. Okay. He has a certain set of values that he sticks to. And that's why he really never made it because he's, he's, I don't think he is that malleable to be honest, but if you are a Democrat, then be a Democrat, stop voting in our party. If you're, if you're an, an, a truly an independent, then truly be an independent. But if you're going to just switch parties, because you lost in the primary, mm -mm. had Brent done that, I would not, I probably wouldn't even be supporting it. But he did not. As a matter of fact, I asked him a question. I said, you know, I want to do this writing campaign. I said, I don't want you to have anything to do with it because I don't think you should. I said, but would you consider running as an independent? I was kind of tricking him. Setting a him up. 
Mm-hmm. I set him up. And he said, absolutely not. He said, I'm a lifelong Republican. And I thought, good enough. Now, there's there's one exception to what we're talking about, and that's over in Lander, Lloyd Larson's district. Exactly. That's the one I was talking about. And, and the, <laughs> the truth of the matter there is Jeff Martin really did miss the filing period. And what happened is that there were a number of people that were considering filing for that office, and they just never did. And by the time that all of that transpired, Jeff Martin, I mean, it was after the the filing period, so we couldn't file. You know, in that one exception, I kind of agree with. The rest of them, you know, I have a real problem. And just like you said, you know, the very, the very situation that Wyoming is in right now with, you know, all of the redcoats down in Cheyenne is that they couldn't get elected as a Democrat. So they, they filed as a Republican. And then they tell all of their constituents back home, well, you know, I, I, I don't like abortion. I love guns. I'm a conservative. You know, our taxes are too high already. You should vote for me. And we do because evidently we're a really trusting bunch. And then they go to Cheyenne and they do exactly the opposite. So if you're going to change your party, you know, just for the sake of winning an election, well, then we have to ask you, what else are you going to change when you get down there? You know what? 100. I agree. 100. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as questions to ask, the number one on my list is, so should you win your election, candidate so-and-so, who is it that you're going to caucus with? Yeah. If they say, well, obviously I'd caucus with the Republicans, well, then the follow-up is, why didn't you do that from the very beginning? You know, now we obviously can't trust you. So, I mean, you see the you see the quandary that I'm in with this whole thing. The the, right. the exceptions being Brent doesn't really have anything to do with this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think this is a an incredibly interesting election cycle, to say the least. I agree. You know, like when you know, I guess I would just like to add that he he did not. He stood true to the Republican Party the, the whole time. And, and should this happen, should we should the people prevail in this effort in Wyoming that we we chose the candidate and and he is a Republican? What that would say to me, to the rest of the country would be they can look around and go, hmm. Hey, you know, somebody in all the people in Kentucky can look at Mitch McConnell and go, you know what, we can do better than that. We the people can do better than that. And should Brent get, become governor in on November, you know, in January of 2023, who is he beholden to? He is beholden to the people of this state. And because we put them, we put him there. I agree with you. You know, should he be successful? First of all, it would be a pretty amazing political victory. Uh, but second, I mean, that there could be no better no better example of the people choosing, you know, who they want to represent them down in our in our state's capital. Right. Okay. And if you wouldn't mind me plugging my own initiative, of course. Uh, they're, you know, talk. Yeah, talking about you know the, we the people stepping forward and making something happen. Um, in this state, we have an, in most states. There's an initiative process, which is we, we write our own bills, and there is a referendum process where if we oppose a bill. So don't forget that people, we have an initiative that is in the printer's office right now, yay. 
that is called restricting party switching for the primaries. In other words, it's a crossover voting bill, right? The legislature has tried to pass that, or the good people in our legislature have tried to pass that bill for three straight years now, or a bill like it, and it has been uh, defeated by the people, the very people who got into office using crossover voting. Imagine <laughs> that. that. <laughs> so don't despair, folks. We we can do something about it. And this fabulous network of patriots that are working on the right in Brent Brienne campaign for governor have already I've already put them sort of on notice, you know, would you be willing to help get the signatures that we need across the state? And they're there, there to do that. So, and like, for example, this ranked choice voting bill, if that gets passed this year, Hey, we'll referendum that the next day. And that's the same process where we can oppose bills and we can write bills without having to go through the legislature at all. So we are powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Article 1, Section 1 of the Wyoming Constitution says that all power is inherent in the people. And I I particularly like the last sentence, that at any time the people have the right to alter, change, or abolish the government in any manner that they think proper. You see, that that word think, that word think is really, really important. It doesn't say in any manner that may be proper, that might be proper. It says, in any manner they think is proper. And so, so truly, you know, when, we, when a lot of these politicians give lip service to, oh, we have a citizen legislature, and that's really what they do is they give lip service to that. The reality is that, at least in Wyoming, we're most definitely in the driver's seat. You know, we just got to get people to remember that. I think especially Wyoming, you know, because we're we're small enough still where where we can all talk to each other and we can we can we don't have one great big city that pretty much dictates what the rest of the state <laughs> is. Are they blue or red? Right. Like Colorado, for example, is is 95 percent red. If you look at the counties, and there's just a little piece of it that has a high population that's blue. Yeah. And, and we don't have that here. We the people still have the power to to make changes and and to have it be more than lip service you know we can do this and well and that's let's do it honestly that's the whole point behind cowboy state politics is to to inform people on what's what's happening in cheyenne that they're not being told about and hopefully they're as outraged as i am and they'll get out and do something yep join our group you know we i don't know i think you know, it's funny when Carl Allred made, we started getting some donations to help us pay for the printing costs for the initiative. And we're like, hey, Carl, can you open up? This is before your secretary of state. Open up a bank account. And he called it, which was kind of foretelling to me, he calls it Wyoming Initiatives, which tells me that, you know what? We build this network and we become the law or we promote we push the laws that we truly want not the stuff they promised us and you know if you, i don't know if you watch the the uh, ring choice legislature oh i'm video i'm going to torture myself and watch it this afternoon and, um, i actually testified there and i and i said that to, right to their faces i first of all i i really clearly explained how rank choice voting worked and then i said yeah, should you pass this i will be i you know now or 
in 2023 or whenever, I will be at the Secretary of State's office filing a referendum the next day. And what was very, and I wish I'd have heard it there, but I didn't hear it till I listened to the recording. Dan Zwanitzer, the chairman, literally said, I don't know what referendum he's talking about. So what that tells me there is he doesn't even know what a referendum is. Dan Zwanitzer, if you're listening to this, a referendum is what I will write. <laughs> I will write a bill and it will be called a referendum. I will go through the referendum process because I oppose your bill. Well, I pretty much oppose everything that Dan Zwanitzer does. <laughs> True. Right. So one one last question for you, Cheryl, and then then I'll I'll let you go. Um, okay. So, first of all, let me say thank you very much for your your support of the program. But since I have you on the phone, I just want to clear something up for for our listeners. Do you agree with everything I say? No, I told you that. Yeah, but yet you still still support the program. Oh heck yeah! Why you are you are why mm -hmm. because. I believe in supporting the, I don't know, the uh, businesses or the mark, you know, I want to put my marketing money with someone or some agency that shares most, if not all of my values and of the values of wing it and the values of hopefully most of the people in this state. And that's you for sure. This is, you definitely do. Do, do I disagree with you on a couple of things? We've had a conversation, but it, you know, nothing major. I can't agree with everything and you don't agree with everything I do. So. Well, that's kind of why we're doing this this interview. Well, yep. Cheryl, thank you very much for visiting with me and uh, good luck on your initiative. All right. Good luck elk hunting. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you, David. That'll do it for today's installment of Weekend Update. Have a good rest of your weekend and we'll talk again on Monday. I'm headed up the mountain to see if there's an elk that wants to spend the rest of its existence in my freezer. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson and this is Cowboy State Politics.